This holiday season, spirits will definitely be high. <laughs> top flight security of the world, Craig. We ain't no damn top flight security of the world. We Craig and Day Day. There's any problems, you just blow. Toot toot. Damn. Oh. And I'm going to let you know, it ain't your booty. It's your beauty. Forget what the calendar says. What the hell are you doing in my house? This year, Christmas falls on Friday. We just got jacked by Santa Claus. But you're the security guard, buddy. <laughs> Friday after next. So good, make you want to slap your mama. Yeah, boy. Hey, mama. What do you want, Willie? <laughs> What's good, y'all, man? We back in this thing again, you know, doing a little something, something. This is CBN Movie Night. Of course, I'm your host, Rain Coleman. This is a Carefree Black Nerd Movie Club uh, where we review and critique movies, both nostalgic and current. Today, I have with me Sid Davis. Sid Davis, my BYNK radio fame. Um, we'll be discussing this not quite 90s, very early 2000s. I say it's a cult classic. I think it is. Um, that is Friday After Next. So come on, man. Let these folks know. Well, y'all should already know who the fuck this is. But if they don't, let these people know who's on the mic with me today. So, being a fellow security guard like Dede and, and Craig <laughs> in this movie, I could say that I am, I feel like I am top flight security of the world. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, the movie is, honestly, it is a cult classic, and honestly, you know, most people, they don't try to compare it to the first one, but they, they have to for some reason, mm. I don't know why. Mm. This one is pretty funny, I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. I I like the Friday franchises, but I hadn't watched this in a while. Man, there were, I'm not even... There were there were more times that I was cracking the fuck up than there were times I was side eyeing and like what the fuck is this like that right, those yeah. yeah man this shit yikes <laughs> no this shit was this shit was good this shit was good now I will say this movie is from 2002 this mm -hmm. movie in some of its subject matter is very much carryover from the 90s now. Mm -hmm. That being said, I still enjoyed this movie, but there was some shit that I was like, "Whoa, I forgot." Yeah, but so, yeah, the, the scene where you first meet the landlady. Yes, bro. I forgot all about. That. I'm like, "Whoa." Yeah. Oh, oh my god, shit, Damon, this nigga. Um, yeah, this 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 was something else. Uh, okay, so Friday after next, two cousins work nights at a local mall as security guards. When their house is robbed on Christmas Eve, they team up to track down the robber. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Okay, so Friday after next, it's a 2002 film. It's in the franchise of films. This is the third one, Friday, next Friday, and Friday after next. Um, I, I feel weird being like, how old were you? When was this? What's your earliest memory of it? Because it's like 2002, but like where? What was your initial um, thoughts? Man? Damn. 
2002. Yeah. I was going on 13. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. I was going on 13. And I went to go see this movie in theaters when it first came out. Uh-huh. And everybody was like, well, I don't know how this is going to be, man. Like, it's smoky. Because that's yeah. all people kept talking mm-hmm. about. They, they tried so hard to compare this to the original. Yep. It's smoky from here, man. What's Chris Tucker? Chris Tucker ain't coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, just take it in for what it is, bro. We we getting something else with the main character, mm-hmm. Craig. We got Mike Epps and mm-hmm. you know we got the star-studded cast. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was like, ah, it, it's alright, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And now that I've watched it recently, I'm like, oh shit, this is hilarious. I appreciate the film a lot more now than I did when mm-hmm. it first came out. Mm-hmm. I love. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like I like it, it surprised me how much I was laughing at, and it wasn't even like big shit set up. It was like little lines, little shit that was like popping off here and there, like just little shit back and forth. So I don't know. Um, I I thought it was good, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is a Christmas movie. Um, I don't know when this conversation started, but I know Die Hard is like one of the um, big, uh, kind of benchmarks, I guess, for this, where people's like, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and this is a Christmas movie, you got, and I'm like, Die Hard, to me, is a Christmas movie, um, mm-hmm. this movie, Friday After Next, I don't think that anyone should, um, question if it's a Christmas movie, hell, it's set fucking knees deep in Christmas, it's just a very specific, non-white type of Christmas, but, this is a Christmas movie to me, man. <laughs> yeah, a Christmas movie, man. And back to what you said, like, uh, the director and, and the star of Die Hard will try to say, oh, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. It's like fam. Die Hard and Die Hard 2 mm-hmm. are both set around Christmas time. These shits are Christmas movies. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah, yeah. Just for what it is. I agree. I agree. This is like... like this right here. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's gone, yeah. But no, I was saying that Friday after next for sure. Like it's undeniable. Yeah. Like, you can't even question it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the the funny thing is, I know action films in the summer usually do really big, and then holiday movies around Christmas do big as well. And like mm-hmm. to deny it, that just makes no sense to me. Like. I, I don't know, whatever. Like, you make your, your movie around Christmas for that Christmas release, you know what the fuck you're doing. This is a Christmas movie shit. Uh, <laughs> so, goddamn. Um, okay, so then 2000, man, I think I was, was I just getting into high school? Where was I? No, I was in high school for about a year or so. Wow. So I was, what, 14? 14, maybe 15? Ah, I'm old, y'all. Um, okay, so you first saw it at the theater. I cannot remember where I first saw this, but I bet you, dime for a motherfucking dollar, I first saw it as a bootleg VHS or a bootleg CD, DVD. Shit, that was the hype. Man, say, my mama, my mama worked in the factory, and when you work in the factory, motherfuckers got hustles. They selling plates, dinners, breakfast, burritos, clothes, shoes, shit that fell off a truck. We had so many bootleg DVDs, like, to the point where Homeboy took, like, now, if you, like, let me say, like, I want to do a parody of Friday. I can have somebody do some shit on Photoshop and make me and somebody look like we on Friday. 
this shit was like a nigga took the the cover of Friday After Next and scaled it down, changed the ratio so it'll fit in the middle of the VHS that uh blank space, and then made a, a custom skinny tab to fit on the end. Like I'm gonna find some bootleg DVDs that I have from that time, and I'm gonna post them online. But that shit, I know I saw it in theaters, but I think the first time it was a bootleg DVD, a bootleg VHS or a bootleg DVD. I have no shame. With the movie theaters, what they gonna do? That was the height. Like people say, yeah, bootleg back in the day was a thing too. But I think the height mm-hmm. was when it was coming to its end. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. remember, I remember getting Lord of the Rings on bootleg. <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> Halloween Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Couple other movies, man. But that right there was the height. Like, yes. When I stayed on the military base, there was a flea market mm-hmm. right outside of the base. Yeah. And every Saturday, we would go there to get the, the latest DJ mm-hmm. case like mixed or mm-hmm. whatever or film that was out. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. I mean, same. Mm-hmm. And you uh you were you grew up in Georgia, right? Oh uh, well, technically in South Carolina for the most part. But what I'm saying is you was like 1,100 miles from me in Michigan, and it was the same shit. Like that, mm-hmm. I remember that. We have flea markets and, and fucking pop-up shops with, yeah, like all the shit you see them wearing in Friday, you could buy that shit and get a copy of the movie. So, yeah, yeah, that is, uh, man, black culture, bro. I tell you, this is, <laughs> ah, we are magical, fam. No. Um, so um, let me see. Oh, So I have... Who on this list is still working in movies today, or like just in general? And I would say, I don't want to say everybody, but the majority of the cast, because even feelings about Damon aside, like that nigga was is still working. Um, yeah, pops, of course, he passed. Rest in peace. Uh, Day Day, he's still working, right? I mean, he's not like. I mean, we're in the he's pandemic. He's yeah. trying to get back more into stand up. Yeah, and shit, that's the job. Hell, and even uh, mm-hmm. fucking Craig, bitch ass, Ice Cube. He, you know, he working. I don't um, trying to see that scene where um, Daddy's daddy was dressed up as a as a, a reindeer. Them little kids on his back. One of them light skinned boys looks so familiar. Like I feel like he was like in holes or something. Um. I can't get his. Cleo Thomas. Oh, is that it? I don't know, man. Zero? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, that's him. The skinny, light skinned dude with the big ears. Ain't that him? Yep. Okay, because I was like, him. man, that nigga look familiar as fuck as a child. <laughs> like, why do he look so familiar? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, man, all in all, this was a fucking jam packed movie. And you know what was funny to me while watching this? Last night I watched an episode of Reba. I used to love that shit. I watched it like religiously back in the day. And I see, uh, what's his name? Van, Cheyenne's boyfriend, who is now on Shameless um, as Kevin. And so I'm like, okay, I see how his acting has progressed and where he is now. When I watch Friday and black movies like that, I wonder like, do white people have movies that's just like, like how I watched Reba and I saw him as Van and I'm like, okay, that was funny back then. I see him as Shameless. I'm excited. I'm like, oh, I know that nigga from this. Like, do they have that? Like, what is a Friday after next for white folks? Like, what is the... 
to be, I ain't trying to be here and speak for white people, but I would say the Friday for white people. Yeah. I don't know. I would say Caddyshack or some shit. Bro. I'm like, what? I, I don't know, man. That's the, okay, here we go. Any white person listening, all people listening, use the hashtag CBN Movie Night. But all the white folks listening, what is the Friday franchise for white people? Like, I, I feel like I like all types of movies, so I cannot... I can't say I know, um, because yeah. I like consume them, like, oh, this is good. But, like, Friday is one of the movies that, like, black people just hold dear. So, I don't know what that is, like, Mean Girls? Like, I don't, like, I don't know. No, uh-uh. <laughs> they probably look at you crazy. Like, like uh, what? <laughs> you know, watch that shit. Mm. I, damn, that's hard. I, that, that is that's kind of difficult because there's a bunch of them that you could probably throw in there. Mm-hmm. But I I would say maybe Caddyshack. Okay, okay. Maybe, no, maybe. like Dukes of Hazard. Like wasn't that a franchise? Like Dukes I know it was Hazard, a show, but more. was it a wasn't it like a like a few movies too? I remember one with Jessica Simpson and Johnny Knoxville. That was Dukes of Hazard, right? That was a, the reboot. Yeah, when they tried to reboot it. Okay, so I don't know, white folks. Let us know what is uh. What's the Friday franchise for white people? Like, do y'all even get excited about movies like we do? <laughs> oh, okay, baby, baby. So, um, so pretty much everybody is is working for the most part, and um, so I don't know. Getting right into it, man. So this movie is a Christmas film, and I love when I look at certain movies. I'm looking at the. Like, when they shoot in houses, I'm like, okay, who house did they get? Like, they just rent out a house? Did they just, uh, was this one of the crew members' house? Or what is this? But in this shit, this whole project that they're living in, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, It looked authentic as hell. Like, as rundown as it was, the fucking food, clothes, and mess everywhere. Like, I don't know if somebody went in and strategically place this stuff or if they were like jojo live here he gonna let us use this house for like a week but that shit mm-hmm. looked authentic <laughs> yes my 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 gripe with it though mm-hmm. is that we never really got to see craig's parents um uh, mr and mrs jones's house mm-hmm. like that neighborhood mm-hmm. and i hate Oh my god! I don't know why I'm doing it. Mm. I hate to go back to the first one. <laughs> go ahead. I think I think we're tied to that forever. Mm-hmm. That's just something that we'll have to deal with. Yeah. But it was so much nostalgia. It's kind of like, damn. I wonder what's going on in the neighborhood over there. Like, yeah, what's happening? Um, no, I'm with you because while watching it, once we got to the party scene, the thing that kind of stuck out to me is this is a series in a in a in a universe that's all in the same universe. What about his sister? Like, she never came up again? Like, is she in college? Is she a working girl? Like, what's going on with her? You know, I don't expect you to get, like, Nia Long to come back, which would be great if she did. But, like, those characters, yeah, whatever. But, like, his very own sister, where is she at? You know? And then with, with the neighborhood, I'm like, well, 
Friday was so long ago, like, is somebody living in that house and you won't let them shoot there? Did y'all say, fuck it, we're just going to do it here? Because even these apartments look like the apartments that uh, Issa Rae lived in in, um, in Insecure. So, like, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I like that we're here because it's opening up California. Again, I've, I've, I've never been in my adult life. Um, and I think it'd be interesting to watch them back to back and, like, see the many different sides of California, but, like, to your point, yeah, like, you know, we have this barbecue shack, but, you know, take it back home, nigga. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm with you. Um, okay, this is, this is, this is an interesting opening. Um, so we get the, the, the drug addict, uh, Santa Claus, walking around on foot, fucking shit up, stealing he breaks in um day day ain't no help Dede and his dog craig fighting this nigga like it's it this whole first scene is very chaotic man this is a lot the of shit. <laughs> this is a lot of shit so to wake your ass up day day dude took and i forgot about uh the tree yeah he took the tree and started hitting him mm-hmm. with the hell mm-hmm. yeah this nigga, I, I, have, I have a cousin who reminds me of Day Day. I mean, from the description, he's tall, light-skinned, kind of favor, the way he acts. Everything that Day Day did in this movie, my cousin has done when we were teenagers, early, early adults. This nigga just feels like a family member to me. Like, no matter what I see him in, I just feel like that's my cousin right there. He, he is funnier than... I think I want to give him credit for because I don't I don't really judge too many comedians. I'm like, I'm, I ain't funny, funny like them. I'm just household funny. But he, whenever I watch his shit, he is really funny to me. No yeah, matter what. Yeah. Hmm. So I think the thing with Mike Epps, I, I think uh, we, I will not me really because I think Mike Epps is really funny. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just they. They don't think that he's that funny. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as we've seen time, you know, pass on, mm-hmm. people favor Kevin Hart. He's um, not funny. Oh. Some of these other comedians or whatever, but I, I've always looked at Mike Epps in a very high regard. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle's up there for me, but mm-hmm. then there's, in this new generation, it's Mike Epps as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think he just get. I don't think he gets the credit at all, man. I don't. That's the, I don't either. That's the sad part about it. Yeah. I wish he did. Yeah. Um. I, I agree with you because I. For, I think for whatever reason I maybe didn't take him seriously, which is so weird because he's a comedian. But I saw him live when I was in Atlanta, when I lived in Atlanta, uh, years ago, and even then, like some of the shit he was saying, I was like, nigga, what? But that was more on me. Like, what is he talking about? But even within me being like, nigga, what? This shit was still funny to me, so I, I don't know. Like I've, I don't think I've ever found Kevin Hart funny. Uh, Dave Chappelle was funny to me at the time. Even now, I'm on the fence. But Mike Epps for me, and like Dean um, Cole, he's I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about Mike Epps, but I feel like I didn't take him seriously as a kid. And now rewatching some of his old shit, I'm like, no, this man was very funny, like mm-hmm. throughout. So um, yeah. You know, motherfuck me. Sorry, uh, nigga. You funny to me. Um, <laughs> so I, I really like this camera work. I mean, one, it's a movie, so you're going to have people who are cinematographers. But 
within the fighting with Craig kicking out a dough, with Dede still laying in bed, the way they're sh going back and forth, like, maybe it's because I've watched a lot of um, uh, indie projects lately, but I've also watched my fair share of, like, Netflix stuff and, like, regular streaming stuff, but this seemed really good, not just because I didn't see the camera in any shots, but, like, these high-energy chase scenes and stuff, like, it, I, I feel like this was a really good job. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah, I like the opening. The opening, like cartoonish shit or whatever, kind of remind me of Baby's Kids or whatnot. Um, I think these these films, the Friday films, have done really well. Like, yeah, you can look back on some of the cringe stuff that's said and done, but I feel like overall, as a complete package, Friday. Next Friday, Friday after next, I think they're all they've all been good. Yeah. So Yeah, that's where I'm at. I think like, so. Even then I was always on the fence, uh, with next Friday and Friday after next. Mm -hmm. And as the years went on and I, I rewatched the franchise and went, you know what, damn, as a whole it all of this shit is great. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just you know, it's its own thing. Each yeah. film is its own thing, its yeah. own theme, mm -hmm. different situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like wow. Like, just like I said, I I have more appreciation now for this film mm -hmm. than I did before. Yeah, yeah. I and think yeah. I watched. I mean, last time I watched it was a few years ago, mm -hmm. and I was well, whatever. Now, of course, picking it up again. Yeah. While talking to you. Mm -hmm. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. I I think you're right. I think to its credit, like it was a lot of conversation about is Smokey gonna be in it, but I think Day Day was a I, it, <laughs> I think of it in terms of Disney's Child. Stay with me. Stay with me. So the original four, they split up. Then we got these these two new chicks. And it's like, who the fuck is this? And now if you look at the span of Disney's Child career, Michelle has been with them longer than the first two girls. And it's still like every album I feel like is, is good. Same thing with this. Day Day has been in more movies than Smokey. But every single one has its own space. Everyone has its own theme. Everything has its own like complications. I think that uh, that's a smart way to move with making these films because they, uh, when was the first one? How many years apart was Friday from next Friday? It was like, was it four years, five years, something like that? I don't know. But either way, okay, okay. I think it's, I don't know, I just think they work. They just work like little anthologies, so to speak. Uh, shit, like Black Mirror Hell or something like that. Um, okay, so we get the cops. What What's their name? Alan Ho and Ben Dix or something. Some kind of way it's A-Ho and B-Dix. Um, how... <laughs> What is your thoughts watching this? Like, all the shit going on, a 2002 era, watching these cops and these black men <laughs> in this well, his interaction. <laughs> that scene where, oh, he said, don't raise your voice or don't yell at me. He's just like, I'm, I'm not raising my voice. <laughs> yeah. Because you can, you can kind of feel the tension, like, mm -hmm. black mm -hmm. people, like, you can see where it's about to progress. Yeah. And the whole time he got to worry about his cousin just acting stupid, making up lies and shit. Just 
this nigga, yeah. The part that made me laugh is when the white cop walked off. Uh huh. And under his breath, he was just like, asshole. Yeah. This, but it's, it's that interaction between Craig and that police officer. That mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What does this turn into? Yeah. He was like, you can go out in the car if you want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, that felt very real. I mean, I know this is played for laughs, but I feel like. I don't know. I'd like this scene. I don't, um, I don't know. I I guess it's that these two are the underdogs, which I think my hot take for this film is that Dede and Craig are the villains of this film. These niggas is villains. No, these niggas ain't paying their rent. These niggas, damn, I had a list of shit. Ain't paying their rent. God damn. Um, Fuck. Uh, I would say the landlady is the villain. Oh, no, 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 no. I get, like, overall, like, she's the bad guy. Like, she, she fucking sexually harasses goddamn daddy. But I was like, oh, these <laughs> niggas, like, they doing some shit. But no, I get that they are the protagonists and we're rooting for them. Um, the shit that they go through in this film. So these niggas <clears throat> get robbed, call the police. The drug addict Santa Claus and took all their presents, took the tree, whooped they ass and took a speaker with their rent money in it. So now that's the inciting incident. Now we, we own the move acts two and three, one, two, three is us trying to figure out how to get this money. We don't want to get put out. We, um, we got this new job. Like I just studying storytelling and then rewatching a film like this. I loved it. I loved it. Like, I don't know, man, this is, this is good. Uh, so yeah, we get we get the the next love villain, which is you know a mustache landlady, and she <laughs> she was something else, man. She was something else. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on her on landlady? I forgot all about that the the bribing, the threatening mm-hmm. her, her son Damon, mm-hmm. all of that. I'm like, wait a second, yeah. Where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, Dede said what he said to her. Uh-huh. You know, the joke was lying, and then he said what he said to her. He said, oh, you proud of your son? Yeah, yeah. He's like, you proud of your son being a fag? She yeah. Like, Shut up, bitch. Yeah, like, it's, that felt as, and that's one of the moments I was like, oh, I do not remember any of this. But no. it's, it, that stuff I heard growing up, like, your your auntie that's drunk, your uncle that's like talking shit, and I, I just that shit felt. I've seen that whole scene play out at Fanner Reunions in the neighborhood. Like I've seen that, so it's like, damn, like yeah. it's it's crazy. The dynamic of some of these scenes are played for laughs, but mm-hmm. there's there's a serious tone to a lot of. Them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very scary song. Mm-hmm. God damn. I forgot all about that interaction between those three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just looking at that scene right now. Oh, but no, I was just saying, I, I forgot all about that react... Uh, mm-hmm. That that scene specifically. Mm-hmm. And her threatening them with her son. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked her son character well I'll, let me say this 
not him, but I like how they built him up because when she said it and they had they had their words and they did that little um what is that? He said I had a dream about Damon where they were both in jail and he was like, Who gonna wash my drawers or whatever? Oh, I think they they set him up so quick, like this isn't a franchise where you're like, Oh, we ain't never heard of Damon before and he went in the first or the second one. Like they you they gave you everything you needed. He got out of jail, mm-hmm. he a big you already anticipate him being a big dude, even if you've never seen the movie before. You see the, the 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 dream sequence, and you like it's. I think that was expertly done because you got a lot of shit done immediately that you didn't need a bunch of heavy backstory. We don't need to know why he right. went to jail. We just know he went to jail twelve years ago. They knew this man, and here we are. I I like that. I got a hot take about this too. Come on, with someone else they should have gotten, and it might not make sense. So you remember in the first Friday, mm-hmm. uh, the flashback where they're talking about Debo mm-hmm. playing the craps game. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was Debo, but it was Smokey and a group in of other dudes mm-hmm. playing at the craps game. And then Red showed up with his dad to go get the bike. From mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you, I think if you blink, you'll miss it. But if you look off into the side of the camera, mm-hmm. there's another bigger dude there. Michael Clark Duncan. Really? Yes. Yo. It's Michael Clark Duncan. I kept thinking about it. I'm like, damn. Well, what if Michael Clark Duncan, or what if they got him <laughs> to play Damon and Friday after? Bro, that would have been not. Nah, yeah, that would have been some shit. <laughs> that would have been some shit. Connecting, connecting them damn movies. My brother, was, my brother was trying to fight me, and he said, like, "That was Michael Clark Duncan." Like, it was Michael Clark Duncan. Come to find out. It's Michael Clark Duncan. I'm like, I told you, they should have got him. Okay, okay, yeah, shit, that would have been, yeah, wow, okay, yeah, and see, that would have been a good way to, you know, tie all these together. I mean, outside of the obvious that it's happening on a Friday, but cool, okay, okay, Michael Clark Duncan, goddamn, yeah. Um, the only thing with that that I'm thinking is, and I, well, no, let me not even go there. Um. I'm saying the 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 nature of Damon's character, the the role that mm-hmm. he occupies in this film. There might not be a lot of people who were jumping to um to to occupy that space. Um, which honestly, when I look back at the movie, wasn't really bad in the sense that there was nothing graphic really shown about him, except for like the plier thing at the end. Even that, like nothing was. Like, it was more inferred. A lot of stuff was like, this is what he'll do to you. There's a lot of talking. But, yeah, yeah it, it, overall, it wasn't even that graphic. And, yeah, Michael Clark Duncan, the craps player, uncredited. Goddamn. And even then, yeah, so even then, Terry Crews, I can see why they got him. Because mm-hmm. he's very charismatic. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Has a lot of personality on screen, so I guess I guess it worked. Yeah, but it it would have been dope to see Michael Clark Duncan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder if that would have made um, because yeah, he's big as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this nigga, I think he. Um, I like that there is a bully, you know, and it's not Debo. And like you said, Terry Crews, regardless of how you feel about the shit he said, he is a charismatic actor like everything he's in it like you you have you notice him you have to he does not step on any scene and not i want to say steal the scene but you don't you pay attention to him i'll say that Mm -hmm. um 
and I like that he was this this mama's boy. Um, there wasn't shown a whole lot outside of him like just taking care of his mama, but I, I liked I liked the space he occupied. I think it was a lot of problematic shit, but again, this is a 2002 film. Um, oh, this is something I wanted to mention. Ice Cube is like funny. Um, yeah, like he's like a lot of this like. I'm watching it and even thinking back on, on Friday and then Friday after next, like, for him to have written this movie, I mean, I don't know if he had help. You know, Tyler Perry don't have no help, so maybe he ain't take no help. But this nigga's funny. This is a funny movie, and he's staying and doing some funny shit. Yes, Day Day, Mike Epps is, like, doing his thing, but Ice Cube was funny in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Good, good for him. You know, people are multifaceted, but that's... That's the thing that I took away from this previous, this last viewing. Like, oh, this nigga is really funny. Um, so you know, good job for him. So they drive up to the the strip mall where his their daddies are uh, Bros Barbecue. Uh, barbecue so good you slap your mama. Ain't <laughs> they slap their mama? But now. I laughed. Yeah. I don't. Like, Damn. Uh, yeah. But I liked that um, it's addressed later on. Uh, well, I don't like that mom was attacked and has, like, issues behind it. That's played for laugh. But, like, Daddy's daddy was like, nigga, you were supposed to pretend. You weren't supposed to hit her for real. Um, so there's that. Top five security of the world. How do you compare this Friday, and specifically like them being cops at the uh, strip mall, to like the first one with him and Smokey just in the neighborhood? Not to say which one is better than the other, but does it feel like, because they're older in this one, what am I trying to say? Does it feel like, well fuck it, I guess compare it, like... Does this feel comparable to that first, just hanging out, chilling, whatever, or is it like, uh, like, like with your boy on the job, uh, or family mm-hmm. member on the job? You got you working for the same company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you're just slacking off work, mm-hmm. that's kind of, it's kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you just don't give a damn, you're gonna do what you do on the job. Mm-hmm. Um. But just like with the first one, that's just regular everyday shit. Yeah, yeah. Like you got your home, you just sitting on the porch. Especially if it's the weekend, you sitting on the porch with your dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ain't got, if you ain't got to work, or yeah. if you got fired on your day off somehow, <laughs> <laughs> um, y'all just gonna be sitting on the porch chilling. Yeah. It. I don't know, man, because. That's real, and mm-hmm. what was going on on Friday after next is real too. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, yeah, I can't really say that's not in it, that's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. I, mm. Yeah, I, I, I like. I think it is. I think. I think that. I think they're all one and the same. But what the Friday movies are doing, they're just capturing this one day, and it doesn't feel forced. Like there's a lot of shit that happens in this movie. This movie is only what like an hour and. 15 minutes like it's not extremely long Mm -mm. like 
there's a lot of shit that happens. Like looking back on it, I, I watched it last week and then I watched it today, like slowly over the course of my shift while I was at work. And um, though it took me, I'll just say eight hours because I was on my shift to watch it. There's so much shit that happened. It feels like a full eight hour day in this like one hour and some change worth of a movie. Um, I think, yeah. yeah. So I'm with it there. Um, another thing I really like about this movie is how this family feels like a real family. Um, again, kind of, sort of, kind of speaking to our white folks out there too. When people cast families in movies or TV shows, sometimes I'm like, eh. Uh, I know there was a running joke, and they, they mentioned this on Family Guy about the Huxtables, where some white guy was like, "If y'all are related, then you know why are you different shades and different whatever." And I'm like. Well, that's what we look like. That's just that's what we look like. I have cousins that's yellow as uh, shit. The day is long, and some that's blue black. Like we, <laughs> but looking at this family, these actors together, this felt like I'm looking at somebody's family. You know, a peek behind the curtain. So that's all I like about it. This family feel. Yeah, but going back to what uh, what you were saying. There have been times where it was me and my, my boy, actually me, me and my cousin worked together too. Mm-hmm. Um, and when there were times that we wanted to slack off, mm-hmm. we did, so we slacked the hell off <laughs> and did whatever we wanted to do and not yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Still were able to pull off the job and get shit done, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> bro. Yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, everybody, I think, yeah, this ain't, shit, especially when I work retail, boy, if I, if you wasn't on that register, and you could just walk around putting up clothes, talking to me, I fucked off so many hours at work with friends that I have to this day. Like, we have memories of being at H&M, cutting the fuck up, busy time, cleaning up, any, like, so yeah, you, it's just what you do, it's what you do, you know, um, and these niggas did it well. They felt like a family unit. They was arguing all the goddamn time, not doing shit at work. Daddy doing more shit than what he needed to at times. It was, it was a smart movie. Like <laughs> these niggas, they get hired, and that's another thing. Like um, we see nepotism in like different movies where uh, my dad is the CEO of IBM, so he got me a job. Like, these guys just have a barbecue shop, local shop in the neighborhood, and got their sons a job because they're, um, they work next to this Indian guy, which that was, yikes, that was cringe. A lot of this, I'm sorry, (laughs) Molly was, I was like, oh, he, well, I checked the check, I guess. But, like, because they know him, they got their sons a job. You know, it's like, I don't know. I just, I really like this movie more than I think I realized. Man. Um, what's that, Samore? That was Samore, right? Who was Dede's uh, daddy girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, she, um, I think she was really good. I like the addition of her because she not, you know, 20. But she, she's, she, she has all the assets that, like, I could see you casting some really young, big-breasted girl to play that role. And I like that she was, and she didn't tell a lot of jokes and nothing. Like, I think she did pretty good in that role. She's playing she, shit, too. That's another one that's just underrated as hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And don't get no credits. Yeah. 
Yikes. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Man, so they working. And in this dirty-ass shack, um, they don't get no flashlights, they don't get no gun, no taser, no rope, no nothing. Uh, they daddies arguing with each other like they do. I, looking back on this film, I've watched it a few times. I like it. it a lot of shit happens, but honestly, nothing really happens. Because I, it, it, I think it successfully makes you feel like you've dropped into these people's lives for one day. Like, I feel like shit right. happened before, and I feel like shit happened after. I don't feel like, oh, I'm watching this movie, and then this is what happened in the movie. It feels like life has gone on, and you just happen to have a view into what the hell is going on. And I don't know. I don't know if it's just nostalgia or that I'm just liking it more now. But I really like that. I like that about this film. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Black Brothers Barbecue. I don't think they saw any business, and that wasn't the focus. But like, maybe there was like seven or eight customers out this entire day in this mall period um the most exciting of which is uh with the robbers the the boosters uh yeah <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> yeah these motherfuckers uh well i guess before that we we meet molly uh or moly he's serving food at a what is it like a like a bakery that has a big f as the health code rating, a big F, flies everywhere. The cops, and I like this. Oh, my God, I like this about them. Clearly, it's flies everywhere. This shit does not look like you should be eating it. But they sitting up eating at this motherfucker like it is just the five stars restaurant of them all. I like that. Um, it's like they're not even oblivious. They're just, I don't know, man. They felt like comic relief. They felt like props but like in the best way if that makes sense like the cops didn't feel real as like day day and craig who felt like the audience like why the fuck would you eat this shit where they're just like it's just what you do and even when craig's daddy was finna eat one he meant he's like you know give me a beer claw hold the flies that was funny but i feel like with the cops it wouldn't have been that way it's just like these niggas is weird they built different they eating here because he giving them free donuts. So, right, yeah, yeah, yeah them niggas. Um, not to try to dive in too deep with that. Mm -hmm. Um, with the cops just eating the food like it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I would. It's like you, you see a McDonald's mm -hmm. or Burger King or any other fast food spot mm -hmm. at corner of a block or whatever, or a couple blocks over mm -hmm. from each other. And to see that grade of, you know, the mm -hmm. F, see that grade. And then you go around, you know, if you're driving around, you go to like a McDonald's or yeah. any other restaurant, you see a grade and they got 95 or mm -hmm. 97. And I'm like, that shit ain't accurate. Mm -hmm. I've been inside these kitchens before. Yeah. I don't know if it was some type of messaging in the movie mm -hmm. to show what it really is, I don't know. I just I didn't want to dive in too deep. But yeah, I no, no. Yeah, I can see that though. Yeah, it's it's probably much worse than what it with that letter uh, 
with that letter. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm uh, and I, my bad. I'm sitting. I'm watching it while we <laughs> looking at the scenes and shit. Um, them cops were useless. They were useless. In every sense of the word, them niggas was useless. Um, but we get a pimp who has a clothing boutique, which for some reason when I first, when I watched this again, I thought that was like a whorehouse being ran out of there. And then I was like, oh no, this is a clothing store. Like, I don't know why I thought that. Maybe because of the pimp imagery. Uh, and I don't even know if whorehouse is the appropriate term. Uh, sex workers, if that's not the appropriate term, my bad. Uh, but he gets out of this car with his little ass. Now, Cat Williams. <laughs> Cat motherfucking Williams. Money Mike. I want to say this is where I first took notice of him. I want to say this may have been the first time I ever saw Cat Williams. Me too. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> because I can't, I can't, I have no memory of him from like the 90s. So yeah, I think this is where I first, that nigga... He, he did some, this was, this was a funny movie. Like, he, he was funny. He was funny. Um, yeah, he was funny. And when I see this, I cannot separate the Boondocks parody of him when I see this movie. Like, they're one and the same. I'm watching it, yeah. but I'm still thinking about that fucking Boondocks shit. Like, oh, man. Um. I wonder how that casting went, because I feel like some of, with these Friday movies, I don't feel like there's a full script. I feel like they leave room to improvise. That's what it they feels like. Would do. I wouldn't even doubt it. So I wonder if he was like, I just need some funny niggas in my movie, come and tell some jokes or something like. How did that casting go? He, I think he was perfect. He was perfect for that role. Um, there's a lot of pimps in the Friday universe. There's a lot of pimps. Um, so they meet him, well, they see him, rather, and go into this little shack, angry, fussing with each other, acting a fucking fool, um, and then the beginning of the, the, the madness starts, so <laughs> Craig put his feet up on the desk, they, they get mad, then they hear singing, because Moly hired them, he told them to, you know, make sure don't nobody steal, don't let people hang around at the liquor store, and... They they hear this singing, which is like Joy to the World, Christmas Carols. These three black women are singing in front of the liquor store. This man is disrespectful as the fuck. He runs out of the the, the little shed, the security shed. He walk up to these but these old these older women. He he into the song for a minute. Follow la la la. This man blows his whistle. Heaven and fuck all that shit. I just. This scene is fucking ridiculous, man. And so they're like, I'm, excuse me, baby, what did you say? He said, y'all hoes got to move the fuck up out of here. Like, what? What are you doing, fam? Are you serious? So I, a lot of this stuff I felt like I didn't want to laugh at, but this shit was funny as hell. No, no. This, I, bro, I, I couldn't help it. Oh, my God. Um, I was dying. I was like, no way. And it, it's so... What what scene was that? All about the Benjamins, <laughs> where he was walking out the store. He ran into those two white women that he ran into inside the store. <laughs> Same scenario, man. And they just going back and forth trading insults. And yeah, 
you know, watching this one, mm-hmm. it's just like, bro, come on. Yeah, <laughs> that shit. I don't know, man. That it, I don't know that, and it, it gave me like the Jehovah's Witness women from the first movie. Kind of gave me that vibe. Right. But I, when they came back with their grandsons, I was like. Nigga, you deserve this shit. <laughs> so, um, so another thing I like about the film is that again, I'm really studying storytelling, three act structure, and like putting in you know B plots and C plots and shit. And I like that. On the surface, you're like, okay, fuck it, he disrespectfully cuts these old ladies out, got them out the way. But for it to come back around, and for the the payoff for that is them grandsons trying to whoop their ass, which sets this whole series of like cartoon chases in motion and then even to revisit it at the end of the movie i'm like man that's i mean it's just storytelling but it's just so good when you can you can pull apart how action a which seems pretty standard random makes action c happen and then action f later on down the line i just i like that um that was cool. That was cool. Uh, da, da, da. So then, to be even more insult to injury, Craig trying to keep his job, trying to stay low. He pulled his cousin away. They walk into the parking lot. These four, mm, three or four girls in the car pull up, and he stops in front of them. You got to get out this fucking parking lot. You can't park here unless you give me your number. Like the, He was all over the place. There was not one calm moment, man. <laughs> <laughs> day day again this is my cousin this is a co- my first cousin my aunt's son this is him this is this nigga <laughs> doing a whole too damn much bro I, was, I forgot that he he went off the rails like that <coughs> yeah he just, he walk up to the store say what he had to say mm-hmm. walk off into the parking lot stopped in front of the car stop yeah like, what the hell is wrong this dude yeah yeah and a lot of it is just, I think, the physical acting, too. The physical. Like, yeah, they got the one-liners, but them fighting with each other, like physically fighting with each other. Because, uh, I mean, these two big grown-ass men, and they're, like, the way they're acting is just like seven-year-olds. They're just like children. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where now we smoking weed in the back of the, um, in the alley behind the strip mall next to a dumpster. We security... And we talking shit. <laughs> One thing that he said was really stuck out to me, and I remember this from watching it when I was a kid, was um, when we get 40, I ain't going to let you push me around no more. And I'm like, nigga, what? So I'm assuming that maybe they're like 23, 24, and the, like, the characters are supposed to be not too old. But I'm like, nigga, what? When we get 40? You know, it's just little shit like that. It's like, man. This has to be improvised. All of this shit can't, couldn't have been written down. Um, and, like, how much shit is probably left on the cutting room floor that we didn't even see? Or, like, somebody right. was laughing and fucked up a take or something. Like, how much of that is out there? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, Then they get scared when Daddy Daddy hit the, uh, the dumpster with a bat. Like, you security. What are you, what are you hey, doing? Hey, man. Being um, being top flight security. Oh yeah. Um, what they're doing here is just fucking off to to go smoke or something. Yeah. Somebody that they might know that they feel like they might get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, this is real. Okay. This is extremely accurate. Bro. Okay. <laughs> extremely accurate. Okay. 
Okay. Well, take it from top flight, y'all. This is accurate. And it's not that it wasn't funny, but I'm like, nigga, y'all supposed to be securing the perimeter. You, This nigga is fucking y'all up. <laughs> but they ain't got no weapons. They ain't got nothing. You know, you can't fight a bullet. You can't fight a bullet, fam. Uh, then we get crackhead um, Santa popping up, robbing him. You know, he called Craig broke because he only got $20 in his pocket, take his uncle's uh, Rolex. And this is just a bunch of cartoonish shit, but it's it, it's funny. It's funny. This might yeah, not that be... whole scene was just cartoonish as hell. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. And this one, I think the cinematography is really good, and it probably ain't even no better or worse than any other film, but I think because of the amount of... T- of times and scenes where they're just running, they're doing nothing but running. I think the camera, the camera work has been like really good, um, getting them angles. Because I imagine, especially if you hit in a corner, if you filming somebody from behind running, and then you got to film them from the front hitting that corner. I mean, how many times did y'all have to, you know, do that take and cut it together, or was this like one seamless shot? I'm not a cinematographer, but I, I think they did really good with this movie with all this fucking running. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so the cops laughing that day. They daddy blowing his whistle, telling them about the crackhead Santa. They laughing because he did. And even that wasn't funny, but because everybody is laughing at him the way they are, I started laughing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this movie... You just have to watch it. Anybody out there who has not seen this movie, first of all, what... What the hell is going on with you? Uh, secondly, you need to watch this movie. That's my recommendation. If you haven't seen it and you it's, it's Christmas time when this episode is out, we're around that Christmas season, throw this in your rotation. Now, if you have children, please do not watch this with your children. <laughs> um, little kids. If your kids grown, whatever. But like, throw this in your rotation. This is a funny film. Um, Damon. And Okay. Now this is something. This is something I noticed. I'm watching um, Tiny Pretty Things or Pretty Tiny Th- whatever that like ballet murder mystery show is, and there are a bunch of scenes where people are shirtless, women and men, like titties and nipples mm-hmm. out. And to me, I'm like, oh, this makes no sense. But then I'm like, if you're trying to attract, I guess younger folks who are just like want to watch pretty people on screen, sure. Damon, when you when you see Debo from the first film, and then you see Damon in this third one, he is shirtless, damn near nude for most of it. I yeah. I wonder if that was a choice because Terry Crews has a nice body, so I'm thinking like with Riverdale, they had Archie take his shirt off every fucking episode, like and I watched their <laughs> tiny pretty things, and these niggas, everybody is shirtless, and so I'm wondering like if is that the same logic? Because, yeah, he's been to jail, and he's this big dude, but I wonder if it's the quote-unquote sex appeal of him being half-naked as part of, um, like, making these choices. Because he could have easily been in a beater, in a beater, in some hoop shorts or something, but I, I don't know. And then I've never been to prison, so is it something in prison culture where, you know, he wearing these white shorts for most of the fucking movie, or is it just... No, nigga, our budget was five hundred dollars, and we held him wearing these shorts. Like, I, I wonder what that is. What's that about? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it had to play off of some type of appeal, because just like you said with Riverdale, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting here watching episode after episode. I'm like, come on, family, again. 
they're more just antagonists, I guess. But yeah, she's the fucking villain. That that lady. Yeah, you, you know the goal that they got to get their stuff back and their rent money. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like if you're trying to move in on my pops and you're trying to evict me, mm-hmm. you are the villain. Yeah, because shit, his mama. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Um. Man, fuck them cops. So, and then I'm looking at the fashions. Like, what's homegirl? What's what's her name? Was it Sharon? No, that's that's not right. Um, uh, Money Mike's girl. What was her name? Fuck. How am I drawing a blank? God damn! Come on, come on. Uh, Money Mike, not Tasha. Fuck. Well, y'all know who I'm talking about here. The pretty girl. Um, I'm looking at things like early 2000s fashion. Like she looked, she looked good in her clothes. But I'm like, man, I remember them jeans. I remember them damn shirts that tie up in the back. I remember like these big ass baggy clothes. <laughs> this is a period piece, goddamn it, Donna, Donna, that's her name, Donna. Um, I didn't get. If she was supposed to be a sex worker, a whore, a prostitute, right, whatever. Because yeah. he was, my, Money Mike gave the pimp appeal. Um, but I didn't see Donna how I saw like those three girls who came in at the end with Pinky. Um, and not that she's like better than them, but just in the way that they portrayed that character. It, it didn't feel like that was the nature of their relationship. Like, I don't know if it maybe came down to acting, if it came down to maybe direction by the producer or what, but, or director rather, it didn't, it didn't feel like that to me. Hmm. No, not at all. Like the shop that the, the clothing boutique is called the pimps and hoes shop. I do remember that, which is so weird that a clothing boutique is called pimps and hoes. But, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> But the way that it was given off, it didn't seem like she was that at all, mm-hmm. despite how Money Mike was talking to her. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, man. It was just, I think they did that on purpose. Mm. Okay. They mm. might have done that on purpose. Yeah. Like, you kind of get the idea of what it is, but mm-hmm. we're not going to show you the in-depth mm-hmm. of the whole pimps and hoes culture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Cause she, at, when they were in the bed together, her and uh, Craig, she did say like, "You don't understand." Like, damn, what did he say? Like, I, he didn't got you from so. Cause to me, if and maybe I, I misinterpreted, but like, he got her from down south somewhere, and like, or or somewhere else that wasn't California, like a small town, and now she's with him. That's what it felt like. Um, in any in any case, she got her revenge at the end, I suppose. Um, then we get the boosters. We get a a man and a woman get off a bus, go into the pimps and hoes shop. Homegirl has a false stomach that makes her look pregnant. The guy she's with distracts Donna. Homegirl starts stuffing her clothes, which I you nothing under the sun is new, but like that's the first time I'd ever saw that. I knew people did stuff like that. And I saw stuff like that in cartoons, but. She pulled out a fake stomach and stuffed her damn clothes, man. <laughs> and this nigga faking the seizure. Money Mike and Donna. What do you say? How you turn this nigga off or whatever? I know a lot of the movie. Now that I'm thinking about it and explaining some of it, it feels like 
the humor isn't watching it. There's nothing that I can say that's going to relay the the humor in this film. Like, watch this. Just watch the damn film. Um, weren't they supposed to be drug addicts, crackheads? Hmm. I would say the dude was kind of like a drug addict. Yeah. yeah. He, didn't homeboy have missing teeth? <laughs> yeah, it was like a few in the front. Then he threw that girl under the yeah. bus like, why would you do this? You know, I'm a Paul. He said, you know, you're a black nigga that's still. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And that shit was funny, too. Um, they had been kind of locked up um, in that little booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the camera cuts to money might come out. You see the blade. Yes, yes. He was. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, let, let him." What he say? Uh, bring him in because he let him come in because I'm gonna sue you, nigga. What you? He could kill you. Sue it. There ain't no suing if your throat split. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that was clean. That was a good shot. Um, and they're like, "How are you?" Well, it was how you locking them up. They can't do shit. I guess it's the one thing that the cops actually did was arrest these two. Uh, but yeah, that Blade boy, he... <laughs> as soon as they cut to that Blade, I started laughing. Because the initial, like, engraved initials. Yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> and then they pick his little ass up, stopping him, man. This, yeah, this is a lot of physical, physical comedy. This nigga is... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, somebody might try to try to pay them for their services and crazy like nah man I'm thinking like day day why the fuck you turning down this money I mean I guess you really? setting a precedent so you don't want to do that but I'm like nigga we don't have our rent money let him pay us like <laughs> that's what I was thinking um but yeah so cops come take them away I do like that day day is spending the entire film getting in the way of Donna and Craig, it felt like, <laughs> yeah, man, the whole, she liked me anyway, she don't like you, she, she like, <laughs> but that's real though, that, that is so on the nose, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you either got a friend that kind of did that, or you got a cousin that did that, <laughs> it's like, bro, what, what do you want, why are you here, yeah, she like <laughs> she liked this thing anyway. I yeah, I don't know. That that was just a funny running joke to me. Um frustrating for show. Like Craig ain't never had shit. I don't think he's every movie he found a girl he liked and he don't never end up with her for real. Well, I mean, you know, you fuck Yeah. I'm still mad that that whole thing didn't work with uh him and uh what's her name? Uh Lisa? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, damn, that could have, mm. that would have been dope. Actually, I would have preferred it if, uh, if Homegirl, the <laughs> the first phone call he got when he and then yeah, <laughs> oh shit, yeah, yeah. Which another thing, okay, I know this is old news, but it took me until I was like grown to realize there was a man in the bed with her, bro. Yeah, you know what? Just a few years after watching Friday, you know, I never paid attention until maybe probably when I was close to when the second one came out, mm -hmm. and I'm watching the first one again, I'm like, oh, shit, is another dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did that. They did a really good job, because I didn't even, re I realized that Nick was in there. So, 
not to say Craig is the bad guy, but with me not realizing that and thinking that was just like clothes or something, I was like, yeah, she, I mean, she ghetto. You trying to make her be this bad person. But like, if if, if your cousin, sister, baby daddy, cousin Tracy really saw you at the club with somebody else, then you're the bad person. I didn't realize this was a nigga in the bed with her. So, yeah. 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 That's it. <laughs> that was, man, his mind. This is, this nigga, yes. Um, so again, setting up some, one thing that seems like random to be something else. As soon as they get these, uh, looters, boosters locked up, here come them, uh, them grandbabies, them grandsons to them old ladies whooping at, and then we get another chase scene and it's like they're running and like, it's bro. All they're doing is running in this movie. Like it's a whole lot of chase scenes in this movie. <laughs> yes. I would like to see how many, how many minutes is actually running. It's probably a good 30 minutes of this damn film. Um, and they hide in the pimps and hoes shop, which, again, that could go back to the um, to the shoplifters, okay? Yeah, not just that you're security, but, you know, you caught these people who were stealing from me, and now let me do you this favor. All right, one hand washes the other. Um, they climb on the roof. Like, this is a lot of stuff going on in this movie, in this little, little shopping center, too. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. But I mean, they did cuss out them grand, them grandmamas. So like, again, that's my second point as to them being the villains too. I mean, you know, you call them some old you bitches. Play. You know, he says you old bitches trying you know, to sell some pussy from this stuff. Another one, to, uh, another uh, entry to add with some realism here. Uh-huh. I've had some people when well, when we were with working in buildings instead mm-hmm. of from home now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's been some security guards that just didn't give a damn about some of the people <laughs> and said what they wanted to say. Yeah. So that's right there in itself. Yeah. Accurate. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. You know, that, that realism, that's what we need. But this... <laughs> it's just the whole, it's a it's an ongoing joke with us, too, because we're like, all right, man, you're going to do that. I'm like, yeah, all right, <laughs> top flight security of the world, Craig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these niggas... Yeah, and I've heard the the amount of times that I've heard that, be it as an insult by some kids at the mall or somebody talking shit about their friend or whatever, like that's some of the things just like, you say that and, and whoever hears it, they know exactly what you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. it's just one of them things. Like, I don't know. Um, shit, a saying. A meme before memes was a meme or whatever. But yeah, this nigga, Moly, Moly gets his ass beat. Uh, all this is happening when Craig and Daddy need to be on their break. So he come in the barbecue shop. Where the fuck was y'all at? He's saying, well, you know, we was on our break. They get away. The grandson, the grandsons is gone. And um, oh, the scene before this is where the guy from, what's, what's his name was? Zamir or some shit? The light-skinned boy. From Holes. Um, from Holes? Oh, uh. Cleo Thomas. Yeah. Played, uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, it, it felt so weird to me that his face looked so familiar, but he was a child. Like, when I saw him, he had braids, and he was uh, sitting on top of Day-Day's daddy back, like, punching him and fighting him or whatever, but I knew that face, and it was a weird thing where it's like, I know I know this person, I don't know where I know them from, but I know them, and they are an adult when I know them. So, uh, that was a quick, like, little cameo, but, yeah. That was uh homeboy making moves right now too, man. 
Man, that's right. He working. This is the time to do it. This is it. This is the time to do it. Uh, yeah, so pretty much Craig loses another job. So <laughs> well, at least you at work when you lost it. Now your day off, but yeah, he loses a job, and you know they're like, hey, you know, you still gonna have this party? And he does what you know black folks have done before. He throws a rent party, whereas now it was just a regular party. Now it's a rent party, and um, that felt this this movie was filmed in like three locations: in his house, at the strip mall, and then. I say in the neighborhood, whatever neighborhood they were in. This was a good movie with two locations. Um, the party looked good. I, it still looked like a fun party, even by today's standards. Uh, yeah. Music was good. You know, Pimp came I in with the, man, the song selection. I forgot. I was like, wait, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. This was some. This was some good shit. They did yeah, that. Joint, dude, they were playing at uh what was that? That Ja Rule joint. Uh, Living It Up? Mm, yeah. Yeah. This was a feel-good movie. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got all these goddamn people in this house. It looked fun. Have a good time. Then we see uh, Damon off in the corner. Kind of going through it. Now, there's something that... Now, I've spoken with people who've been locked up before. And I'm, I'm going to assume that is what this was. There's a guy I used to work with. Uh, we did construction, and this was in Atlanta, and whenever we would get on the train, he would always sit, like, in a particular seat, and I was like, what is this? He was like, well, from him being in jail, he don't like his back against any doors. He likes to always be facing the exit, and with Damon, he was in the kitchen, but kind of off to the corner where he could see the front door, his back was against a wall, and you could see everybody at the party. Now, I'd have to think that that was intentional. Cause even him being nervous, the way he was kind of, kind of flinching there, it's like he you could see the front door. So I think if you didn't know anything about that, it would just be him standing there. But I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, you want to see your exits and make sure ain't nobody gonna stab you because he got some phone books around his fucking stomach. Um, so yeah, that's that. Anybody who's been to jail, you know, tweet us. CBN movie. Yeah, I'd, I'd also work with someone who was who was locked up mm-hmm. for a few years and he did it for the longest time. It was like, <laughs> but he would only, he wouldn't really interact with nobody else except for me. Mm-hmm. Cause I always greeted everybody else. Apparently was just scared of him. Yeah. Like, was, was good, bro. <laughs> and after a while, man, he started easing up. Uh-huh. He just started, he was sitting one location mm-hmm. uh, in the break home up yeah. against the wall kind of facing where the TV was so mm-hmm. he could look at the TV one way mm-hmm. and then look at the exit another way. Mm-hmm. But after a while, he started loosening up and yeah, he was he was comfortable. But yeah, that is that is very accurate. Mm, yeah. I thought that was really good. Again, it's, it's lust. Yeah. yeah. This is a good movie. This is a good damn film. Um, Damon meeting. <laughs> okay, so Pinky showed up with some girls. And this part pissed me off because he showed up, was it, Moet and, damn, Moet and something else. But then he brought out this third chick. <laughs> I was like, why would you even bring her out? Because, uh, what, Craig something, said something about, oh, she look good, trying to kiss or something. He's like, ah, nah, 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 she for me. Sir, if you say you got something better than money, this is your admission into the party. Why would you? 
Why would you then even introduce her with the other girls that's quote unquote here for me and Day Day? Right. But I, all right, fam. Um, then it was this. Was it the second girl? Yeah, it was the second girl. Mm. Do you recognize her? No. Mm, who's that? Remember uh, Angela from Boy Meets World? Yo, I know you lie. Yo, <laughs> let me go back. Let me go back. Because she, okay, I'm not even going to say that she looked familiar. She did, but I'm like, is it because I've seen this movie before? But I know that third girl kind of looked like Aaliyah to me. Now, let me go back. Yeah. I... Yeah. I was like, yeah, that she looks like Aaliyah. Um, yeah, she favored Aaliyah a little bit. Let me see. Let me. Yo, is this her? Angela. It is. Look at that. Yo. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. You learn something new every day. Shit. Um, yeah, so he paid. That's his admission to get in. And uh, then Money Mike show up with Donna. And Depot is Depot. Uh, <laughs> Damon is then we get we we about to get the famous I am a boy Damon. Uh, but he talking about introduce me to your friend. And he, like, it's uh, this scene is. Uh, it was funny when he pulled him in. He's like, "What's up?" <laughs> he was like, "What shit?" He was pulling my arm out my socket. I mean, their interaction to me is funny. I mean, past the sexual assault joke of it all it's still this is funny to me this banter this back and forth um and it's and because you're it's like you're watching two different conversations they're having one talk but you know having seen the movie what damon's intentions is and you see money mike's because what did he say you oh, what did he say you he said you look like you eat no he said you dislocated my shoulder he said hey man you haven't been to the pen and he said well, no, but thanks for asking. But it's just like you know, even before what happens happens, you 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 can see two different conversations happening, and him eyeing up uh, Cat Williams. This shit was—I know it's played for laughs, and it's a, supposed to be a joke, and that problematic and shit aside, this is this is interesting. This <laughs> this was. Because he, okay, so even when um, Terry, well not Terry, Damon gets into the bathroom and he locks the door, like the banter between them is still funny, but he pulls off this jumpsuit and he has these phone books taped around his midsection, which is like, again, I'm, I'm sure that's something that people really do in jail. I would imagine. You don't want to get stabbed. You put something solid right there. Um, yeah, but fuck Terry Crews, man. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. Fuck that nigga. Well, yeah, so I forgot what he said that sounded. Oh my god, what, what the hell did he say that sounded real crazy to me? I was mm. just like, bro. Yeah, um, a lot of it. He uh, and he pretty much. It's inferred that he sexually assaults uh, Money Mike, and again, it's one of them early two thousands. Carry over from the nineties. That was a choice, and that that was a choice. Um, but that's to keep him occupied, so that now Craig can move in on Donna. And so the whole it's just a this is just a regular average day. 
Like, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. This was a good movie. There's a bunch of shit that happened this day. We had this fucking rent party. Craig can't get no action. He got her in the bedroom. They talking. She on the bed. He giving some one-liners, some, you know, some, some smooth charisma, whatever. And still, Day-Day. This man ran into this room. He told them, wait, hey, wait, don't do nothing. Stop. You got some condoms? Nigga, what are you doing? Bro. Yeah. Fuck that nigga. Goddamn pest. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, Day Day was, was shit. Let me say that. Um, yeah, he was shitty. So, Pops, here we go. Some more sexual assault. Pops got a shit. And Craig beating on the door, telling him to get the fuck out of there because Papa got to go to the bathroom. Well, ain't nobody opening the door. He just sent him downstairs to the landlady house. She smoking weed. She mentioned earlier about how fine his daddy was. So when he come down and he got his shit, she let him go to the bathroom. Again, you see two different conversations happening. Just like with Damon and Money Mike. Money Mike think he talking about one thing, but Damon talking about something else. It's the same thing with, with Pops and the landlady. How they manage to have him blow up a bathroom in every movie, man? It's beyond me. It's beyond me. Uh, but yeah, no. So she, he, he get out the bathroom and she talk her shit to him, pull him, pull him down on top of her, kissing and hugging and rubbing on him, talking about uh, pretty much. <laughs> no, what she say? You, um, your your son gonna be evicted or something? He ain't pay his rent. So what you gonna do for me? Something like that. He said, shit, not shit, hell. I can hardly pay my own rent. It's like, God damn, you can't exploit this man. <laughs> this one is a grown-ass man. Fuck all that. Um, yeah, but this... And it was such an awkward scene, too, because even then, um, his mom, Craig's mom, asked him, where, where is your father at? Mm-hmm. Oh, he just wanted to go use the bathroom. Hmm. Downstairs at the landlady's house. And she moved with the quickness, bro. Yes. She was like, I'll be back. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I liked seeing her in this movie. And it's they sped up. Did you, I don't know what this is for, if it was for like effect, but there was a lot of parts in like that scene and in the movie towards the end where they sped up a lot of the uh, the movement. I don't know what that was for. But that shit kind of took me out of it because it was, I don't know what's the, what was the point of that. Um, I can't call oh, to. Whenever she got in and then just pulled them off and just started hitting them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know what that was about, but I mean, I'm glad it happened. She whooped some ass, uh, and yelled at his daddy. Cause nigga, you do on top of this fucking woman for, um, I think they used the parents the right amount, um, especially considering the first movie. They weren't, I mean, they were big, but they weren't. I mean, they're supporting characters, hell. Um, homegirl called a call a call the police on this party. There's this movie left me with a lot of questions, but not anything that felt like, damn, this is a bad movie. It was more or less like I like the movie, so I wonder. Did they get evicted? Um, now that they, I mean, they got the rent money, yeah, but you got this feud with this lady. Uh, so what happens now? And then 
uh, uh, Money Mike got some pliers on Damon's nuts walking out of the party. So, like, what happened with them? Um, so they get to the edge of the, like, apartments. And <laughs> this conversation where Money Mike is uh, trying to get Craig to hold on to these pliers. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. This... This was something. This was something, man. Uh, he's like, no, you take this shit. Uh, Donna start the car. Like it, the whole. Uh, I don't know. It's just silly shit, but good shit. This was a good like, time. Them counting the three was just too goddamn funny. Man, one, two, hold my balls. <laughs> <laughs> three. Like, ah, uh, man, it did. It fix the fuck off. Damon could have whooped both their ass. You could have easily nuts nuts in the uh, pliers or not. You could have hit this nigga in the head. Uh, but <laughs> he pushed Craig and chasing uh, chasing Money Mike, who's chasing the car. Like Donald definitely was hitting fifty. Um, man, this is this is a silly ass fucking movie. Um, so kind of all's well that ends well. That shit happens. Craig and Dede see the drug addict um, Santa Claus. And we get another fucking chase. Like, this movie has been nothing but running. Uh, they break into the house. They whoop his ass. They find all these presents. And they chase him through the neighborhood where you going into people's houses. Uh, which I guess there maybe have been a, a duplex or something. The, the fight scene was fucking comical as hell. You hitting this man with this tree. He running out, getting clothesline, buy a clothesline. Like, this, this whole last, like sequence of the movie was like just silly as shit Mm-mm-mm. yeah this nigga with this gun which who was that was that not mike epps like who was this nigga? i don't know to this day i never took the time to look it up but i was like who the hell is that mm-hmm. uh i don't know i gotta be on here moet cinnamon lollipop apartment girl fucking CW, I know who that is. Crime Brother. Why they call them Crime Brothers? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, Bad Boy, Juvenile, Broadway Bill. I don't know, man. I don't know. But that was that was a bit campy, but again, it fit within the show, the, the movie. I thought it was thought it was pretty good. Um, I don't know. Some of this felt like, it was like, shit, let's get some, some friends in. and Like this scene... Yeah, it's important, kind of, but when I look at movies, now I'm looking at, I guess a lot of the budget goes into like the destruction that you have, like, like are we going to explode a building or a car or, you know, trash a house? When they threw this crackhead out of the window, broke the, what is it, awning, and then, like, there was a lot of physical damage. Is that the point of this scene? Like, and how much money went into this? This whole last scene is just very Scooby-Doo-ish. Very. Yes. Yes. That was my... Oh, well, I don't know. That's probably my second favorite part of the movie, just because of how comical it was. Mm-hmm. The fight between... It, it's that and the fight between... The second fight with him, mm. with Craig and Santa. Yeah. And then, you know, the introduction and the money mic, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, <laughs> shit, my favorite is this nigga getting hit by this about Pinky's limo. Shit. Oh, so glad. man. What I add with, with Pinky, man, it's, it, I'm glad they brought him back in this movie, too. Yeah. That little small interaction, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, there, there goes Pinky or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, yo, that's dope. Yeah. Now when I see that, like, the reaction of them hugging each other yeah. and that they sees them from across the, mm-hmm. the living room, yep. to them, I kept laughing because all I could think of was that incident in the store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad he was in there. So I think um I think they did a really good job with this movie. I think it was just enough. It wasn't too much. I mean, you could say this last little um chase scene, but no, because they all they was doing was running this whole damn film. So I don't know. I liked it. I think it wrapped up really nicely. They got this nigga on the roof in his Santa suit tied up with some lights on this um decorative sleigh with reindeers. And went back home to the house. Like, it, th- this was the perfect ending. It was, like, wrapped up perfectly with a bow. There's, like, there's more questions I have, but it's more or less me being curious about the movie and wanting to know, damn, well, where this character at? As far as the movie is concerned, it had a beginning, middle, and end, and everything, I think, was answered. So, I'm, um, I'm good with this. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Uh, so... Tell me, in your opinion, who had the worst story arc in this film? Who was the the worst, was worse off by the end, or didn't really improve at all? Molly. Ha! Molly. <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't even consider him, but yeah. Yeah, this nigga. Ugh, this disgusting ass. He started getting chased by them two white dudes, and that was the last time you saw him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Molly. Damn, that nigga. I wonder where he's doing. What is he acting in now? Um, let's see. Okay, so taking this away from the Friday franchise, like letting it be its own thing, do you think that this movie, if it was released today, that it would do well? Mm. Today, mm-hmm. it would be a lot of backlash mm. <laughs> be a lot of pushback yeah um, especially in pre-screenings yeah you don't have people that jump on twitter ah. people jump on, don't watch this movie there's a lot of offensive yeah. and you ain't know what's going on here in this film like don't go see the movie but mm-hmm. it's going to force people to just to see the- go see the movie they're gonna yeah. be curious mm-hmm. how they did the joker Mm-hmm. Don't go see the Joker. It's gonna incite violence. Mm. And y'all shot that film to a billion. Yeah, You're not supposed to do that much. What? <laughs> that's that. That's that marketing. They knew what they was doing. Shit. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. I think pretty much the same. I think that. I think that this movie. Well, even if we like put different people, not saying. What am I trying to say? Taking it away from the Friday franchise, so it can't rely on that. I think that let's just say Kevin Hart was Day's character, and I don't know, um, I don't know who's an internet comedian. Shit, uh, Kev on stage was Craig. Just as a placeholder, I think that the, like you said, the movie would still do well. I think especially with it being a black, I want to say a black film, but it, pretty much a black film. 
black people like Tyler Perry is still in business for a reason. So I think that yeah. regardless, much like you said, the outrage and I think it would still do well. Um, even like pre quarantine COVID shit, like 2019 when we was all out doing stuff, I still think it would have done well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. You bought up Kevin, I mean, even though we bought up Kevin Hart mm-hmm. earlier on the podcast, um, if Mike Epps wasn't Day Day, mm. I could kind of see Kevin Hart being Day Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I said. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm with you. I think I could see that, especially with his height, because he does a lot of like height jokes. And I think, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think he probably could. Damn, because you, you got Craig getting on dating like sit your little skinny ass, yeah, down or whatever. And then, of course, you could just swap that out with yo, yeah. sit your short ass now. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, <laughs> as much as I'm not a, I don't think he's funny, but yeah, no, no, I think he would be a, uh, he would probably be a good a good fit for, um, and then I don't follow comedy like I do like comics. So I don't know if there's like some up and coming, uh, comedian who probably fit in better, uh, listeners who would be your casting choice. If we switched out day day and Michael Epps was not in the film, who would you cast, uh, as day day? You know, um, I guess what did you like the least about the film? Like, yeah, it's good. We said it's a good movie, but what was like the thing he was like, man, this you know, you didn't even gotta hate it really, but just you didn't like it as much as the rest of the shit. Uh, maybe. Now that I think about it, because my complaint was, like, damn, it's the nostalgia still there because a lot of people just still think of the first one. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we didn't really get to see like any, we just jumped right into it with Friday After Next. Mm-hmm. We get right into the shits. Mm-hmm. My my gripe would be that we really didn't get a longer runtime. Like we didn't get anything from you know his early days. Yeah, um, you know his neighborhood. That that mm-hmm. would have been nice to see. Mm-hmm. Maybe an appearance from Debo and mm-hmm. somehow. Debo and, and Craig kind of made amends and mm-hmm. teamed up with, you know, turning against the the crackhead Santa. That mm-hmm. would have been something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, it's not much that I can really take away and say I don't like. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, um, you bring it up now. I, I think I'm going to go with you on that one because I think that a good part about the Friday was the neighborhood knowing these people and like when he uh walked downstairs was like you know do we look good tasha she was like you look like some rent cops like who is tasha like not that i need full backstory on every character but i think that was a, 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 a there was an aspect of friday that plays so well to the movie is that this is just our neighborhood these are people that's coming through now we have this new neighborhood and you know we don't know these people. They popping up. I can believe you know them, but you know, yeah, I think that would have been good if you had added maybe a good fifteen minutes of, or a few scenes of just in the laundry mat downstairs seeing Tasha and some other shit. I don't know, just a little bit more. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Like even though, even though we didn't get much about Hector from mm-hmm. the first one, yeah, 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 like, it would have been cool to see Hector pop up. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, damn. 
That's a good. That's a good. Uh, good idea. Or, um, uh, the the pastor, Bernie Mac. Well. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. Um. Shit. Uh, yeah, shit, Miss Parker, hell, she could have showed up. Yeah. Mm. Because it would have been dope to see what happened to the pastor. (laughs) Yeah, that nigga probably, yes. I don't know. Who was the one, wait, who was the one who was in, oh, that's the pastor, who was in uh, Players Club as the, um. Bernie Mac, yeah. uh, No, 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 I'm wrong, not the pastor, um. Who was it? Uh, Lisa Ray's um, professor, college professor in Players Club, was also in Friday. What character did he play, though? Fuck, this is going to bother me. He he was in a suit or something because he looked different. In Friday, he looked a little heavier. In Players Club, he looked slimmer. He looked younger in Players Club. Um, but, yeah. I'm going to look that up. So, what... Okay, so what you like least about it. Now... Because I, had, I hadn't seen Players Club in a long time. Yeah, I forgot he was even in Players Club, to be honest. Uh, was, was, it, was it Professor Mills or something like that? Something, yeah. Players Club. Cast. Look this shit up. Was it Ron... I think it might have been Ron Reiser. Mm, probably Faison, John Amos, Charlie Murphy, Anthony, Master P, Larry, uh, Oren Wilson, Samuel Monroe, Nigel Thatch, Big Boy, Keith Burke. Where's it? God damn. Is he not listed? That man is in Players Club. Professor Mills, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, so I know I ain't crazy. Yeah, but he um he was on Friday. Ron Riser, yeah, you're damn right, Ron Riser. I I never knew his name. Uh but yeah, so yeah, he could have been in this thing. Um, let me see. Okay, so we know that this movie is already in a shared universe with the other Friday film, but if this movie was any what other T V show or movie you could say probably is in the same exact shared space with the Friday, Friday after next franchise. A TV show. Mm. TV show or movie? It could be a movie. Mm. That's that's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, California. Mm-hmm. California. California love. <laughs> you know what? Hmm. <laughs> Even though I don't know the set, well, no, let me not say that. Yeah. <laughs> let me not say that. It would have to be in California. Oh no! I mean, just any, because like, like okay, for example, I would probably say. Kind of based off nostalgia, but just in general, like, I think Martin and Living Single have a shared universe. I think they are in New York and Detroit, respectively, in the same universe. I could easily see this movie existing in that same space, just in California. But you're in the same world where there is a Khadija James and a uh, Pamela James <laughs> and uh, Martin and Cole and Pam and all of them. Like, I feel like 
I don't. I'm not gonna say that they would cross over, but I feel like in that same space, they're right there. Shit, even with insecure, I feel like that. And maybe it's just me <laughs> liking California from what I'm seeing from other people's interpretation. But I feel like every show in California is connected, from girlfriends I to always, insecure. <laughs> and that's how I always thought of it too. Uh huh. Like back then uh, with certain Martin Lawrence films. Yeah. I always thought it was like a shared universe of some sort. Yeah. Um, like Blue Streak or yes. any other film that Martin Lawrence was kind of in. I felt like some somehow, some way they were intertwined with one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same thing with Chris Tucker, uh, especially when he got into Money Talks. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that Rush Hour. And yes. Somehow, some way, those films were kind of intertwined. But I was like, I don't want folks thinking I'm crazy. For yeah. shit like that. <laughs> so I just kept my mouth shut all that time, just in my own mind thinking yeah. like that. So, yeah, that's pretty cool if it is. Like, yeah. If it's connected in a way, that's dope. <laughs> uh, but Friday. Friday, mm. Friday, Friday. Uh, I can't. Like, I would say, in, oh, all right. Here's one. Stoner buddy comedy. Uh-huh. Um, maybe Cheech and Chong, in a sense. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, definitely. Some, some comedic relief, the you know, the marijuana mm-hmm. usage. I could see that kind yeah. of. Yeah, yep, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. Um, like a mashup between the two, like mm-hmm. a Friday, like Craig and Craig and Smokey meets yeah. Chich and Chong, or yeah, Craig and Diddy Chich and Chong, or something like that. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I think I think you're yeah, you're right on the money with that. I didn't even consider them. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, damn. Um, I want to say <laughs> I want to say boys in the hood, but <laughs> you can hey, that's another one. I was that's like, man. Yeah, even with Ice Cube, I, like his being the same person aside, I still think that would be, because uh, we know what is it? Um, um, we know for a fact that what's the show, the movie about Bitcoin? Um, uh, Dope, Dope, and the wood are in the same universe. Stacy is in both movies. He's playing the same character yeah. in both movies. So we know that those are the same universe. So shit, why the fuck not? Why can't Boys in the Hood and, and uh Friday after next be the same <laughs> the same no, no, just space. the fact that Friday is just on a more comedic level, Boys in the Hood is uh, uh it's more of a darker Yes, tone It is dark. <laughs> shit. A light. Man Oh shit. Okay, so with you being top five security in real life, if you could replace one of the characters in this film with yourself, who would that be? Um, I would... <laughs> Pinky. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, yeah. Okay. I just, I just love Pinky, man. It's... <laughs> that, man. that scene of next Friday... It's a classic. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that because it's been years since I watched Next Friday too. So I definitely that's, I, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Fight scene between him and Craig. Oh my goodness! And then <laughs> the way it ended. Uh, what's home girl name? One Peaches. What was it? Baby D. Yeah. Man, like. <laughs> 
That movie is funny as shit too. I know. Okay, I'm gonna have to rewatch. I know. Yeah. How the little sister bigger than the big sister? Mm-hmm. She know all the new snacks. Bad <laughs> fam. She. What do you say? She do hair, babysit, sell drugs at the same house. They don't never know when to kick in the door because you're like what? Fam, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to watch that pretty soon here. Um, okay, okay, Pinky. Yeah, that also had a chase scene, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Baby, uh, Baby D chasing Day-Day. Yes, yes, and that black T-shirt. She probably had some black forces on, too, shit. And then he tried to pass off the snack to her. <laughs> God, that's what I'm saying, man. This is my cousin. Like, I remember, man, being kids and him acting, man, that's my cousin. <laughs> You tried to pass the snack off to her for real. Man. Um, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to do top three. Okay, so you tell me, what do you think would have improved this movie? Like, how would you have changed it? Same film, but something you would have took out or put in or, or altered. What would um, you have done? I would have made it more... I would have made it more family-oriented. Mm, mm-hmm. Um when they talk about prequels, they always try to talk about tying it back into the first one. Mm-hmm. I would have made Friday After Next as a holiday movie still. Mm-hmm. More, you know, have some conflicts in there. Like, you know, have a goal in mind, um, what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But make it more family-oriented. Okay. okay. And, I mean, I, I would have bought in Ezel. Mm-hmm. I would have bought in... <laughs> I would have bought in... A lot of throwbacks. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, kind of like a reunion. Mm-hmm. And I felt like in that party mm. that they had in that apartment, yeah. it could have been the setup for, yeah. like, the big reunion. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Yeah, you already got these people. De- yeah, yeah. Damn, that would have been perfect, man. Yeah, him arguing like about Ezel, having to pay a cover. Yeah. Ezel finally getting clean or whatever, and mm-hmm. his, like, gotten better or something. I. I had a nigga eating a cheeseburger while he walked in the door. Like, <laughs> but yeah, God damn. It's like still, still, still sort of kind of stuck in his ways, but he got, he got better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Smokey, Smokey kicked the habit and well, mm-hmm. not really, but he did go to rehab and get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah. I think just, it would, I would have made it more family oriented. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that because it, it felt like it was like on the on the verge of that because it wasn't. Um, I think maybe the language because they they never really showed any sex. Like the Damon Money Mike stuff was implied. Um, I don't even think was there any any nudity in here. Like it was very suggestive stuff. But yeah, I could see that. But then I could see that. I would have liked for Chris Tucker to been in here. Some like. Not, I didn't. I don't need him to be in it for me to. It's not like oh, it's worse off without him. But if you were going to make them changes, I think what you said is smart. Bring in some people from the old neighborhood, maybe Nia Long, bring her back. Um, like it's. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, that's a, I mean, she had her sister too. You know, but yeah, that's it. But yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, uh, bring uh, Regina King mm-hmm. uh, character Ada back. I, I always think about what movies like this. I think about. Um, old films like uh, Get Down Saturday Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, other films like Harlem Night. And you yeah. got that star-studded comedic cast yeah. the way that they had them. That's how I pictured it. Or if I was in charge of doing Friday After Next, I would have bought all of the motherfuckers in. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have a scene, Money Mike and Smokey and Day Day interacting. Yeah. With just them three alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm with that. Yeah, and, and do that as an improvised scene. Just at the end of this scene, I need y'all to end up here. However you get there, make it work. Yeah. Or have them three interact with the three church ladies outside that store. Bruh. <laughs> I would have, man. That's the... <laughs> Yo. You might have had Diddy there, but if you added in Cap Williams, bruh, that scene would have went on forever. <laughs> like a whole joke off, bruh. You're going to get the cutting room floor deleted scene, you're mm-hmm. going to get the bloopers, the gag reel, whatever, on the special features, Blu-ray or DVD. I don't care. Yeah. Somehow, the way I would have threw that scene in there with them them six interacting, going off with each other. Man, say, that would have been some shit. That would have been some shit. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um. Now, kind of goes without saying, but would you recommend this movie to someone now? Would you recommend that they watch it? someone who's never seen a Friday movie at all to watch this? Yeah. Film? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would. So it. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that they would have to have watched at least the first or second one, or does it stand on its own? I would. Normally, how I do things, mm. I would tell them start from the beginning. Okay. Because always tell people that I don't want them to jump into something and be confused. I'm like, I'm confused. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> okay. So like, start from the beginning. Yeah. Catch up to speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I do think that this is, um, well, it's a fucking holiday movie. If you have a, and I need to make a list. I started one. I think I got like four or five films in. Of like holiday films, Christmas films that aren't traditional Christmas films. Add this to your list because this is one. Um, oh, actually, I think it was. Oh no, here it is. I got Die Hard, Batman Returns, Friday After Next. Now I got Mean Girls on there, but I feel like maybe not because the majority of that movie, like I just like the Christmas scenes, so I guess the whole movie wouldn't be a Christmas movie. Um, not in the way that these other ones are. So that's, uh, that's like a... Because I think hmm? with Mean Girls, with Mean Girls, that was like a course of the entire school year. Right, right, yeah. So mm, maybe take those scenes if you just want to, if you run out of holiday movies. But I, I take that out. But I say Die Hard, Batman Returns, and Friday After Next. I guess that's the furthest I got. But I was trying to come up um, with non-traditional Christmas films. One of the Harry Potter films. Mm, yeah, which one is that? Yeah. Um, I just said that. Was it Chamber of Secrets? You know, I'm not a, a, a Potter. A, what is it? What, are, what are those things called? I think a, it was Chamber of Secrets. Probably shit. Let's look it up. Here. I Secrets. know it wasn't. It's between Chamber of Secrets and Goblet of Fire. I don't want to be mistaken. I know it wasn't Prisoner of Azkaban. I know that for a fact. Uh, that nigga was going through it. <laughs> Uh, it was Goblet of Fire. They said the, the Yule Ball is basically the ultimate Christmas party. You got giant Christmas there trees, go. magically it's... falling. Yep. So, yeah. That was the return of Voldemort. Hmm. Yeah, he so. Came, yeah. I'm with it. He came back. I'm with it. Man, Goblet of Fire. Let me put that on my list then. Hold up. Harry Potter. Goblet. Between that one and the second one is my favorite, though. Yeah. 
I need to revisit those as well because I've I watched them, but I wasn't uh, one of the Harry Potter stands when like the books came out. Uh, I've never like I started the first book, and I think I started like oh maybe the second, but I've never completed a full book. I've always just watched the movies. I like them. Like if you mm-hmm. if you watch the first movie, it's it's fun, but it's kind of it's kind of confusing. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get a better understanding when the second one rolls around. You're like, oh shit, this is mm-hmm. this is great. And third one is pretty good, and then the fourth one is when shit gets real. It, mm-hmm. And that's when it's even better. Yeah, I mean, I like them. I like them. I just haven't seen them in years. Um, I know is it TBS? There's some network that every Christmas they play ABC all. Of, okay, probably yeah. They or play. my bad, my bad. Freeform. Well, yeah, that's the new name. <laughs> but yeah, they play yeah. that motherfucker like that's their bread and butter. They play from start yeah. to finish. They, oh, they, they know that they gonna get the views. Yeah, for sure. That's just yeah, you damn right. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna check those out too. I mean, I got a lot of shit to check out. Goddamn it. Uh, but yeah, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. I'm gonna add it on my list. Listeners, if you guys have any non-traditional Christmas films, they could be murder mysteries. Fucking erotica films, uh, fucking uh, crime comedies, any of that shit that's like set in Christmas. Because I do want to create a list of non-traditional Christmas films. And uh, I know I don't know them all. So if you guys have some, let us know. Use the hashtag CBN Movie Night. What's up? Got one more. What? Um, Reindeer Games with Ben Affleck. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. 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 Damn. Reindeer Games was another one. Man, yeah. Because uh, you said the first Die Hard. Yeah. That, that, that's the second uh, one too, Die, right? Die Hard 2, yeah. Yeah, okay. Not as good as the first one, but still. Yeah, yeah, but it's Christmas. That's that's really, uh, yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay, so Reindeer Games, Die Hard 1 and 2. Uh, and... I feel like there's so much more. I feel like there's a James Bond film that's set during a holiday time. Or maybe I'm making it up. I feel like the latest ones. Like with Daniel Craig? No, he's not the yeah. latest, is he? Is he the latest? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's the latest one. Okay, okay. Um, Shit, that's pretty much it, man. Like, this was, this was smooth. This was, this was something. So, I mean, shit, what you got? Any final thoughts? Any closing comments, concerns, and all that good shit? Yeah, man. Um, I, I want to say uh, rest in peace to Tom Lister, a.k.a. Mm. Tiny Lister mm-hmm. Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he had posted one more video right before he passed. Yeah. Talking about um, some of the upcoming projects. One of those projects was the next Friday film. Oh, nigga. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, apparently, Debo was supposed to return. Hey, man. Uh, and there's, there's some heavy talks or some rumors going around with trying to get Chris Tucker. And yeah. to see that news pop up, I was like, come on, dude. Like, I, I, This sounds so it, it got me... It, it got me mad because I'm like, damn, dude, like, come on. Yeah. We just lost John Witherspoon. 
down him, and it's like, oh, I don't even know. Like, yeah. Like, I, it'll, it'll be cool to get it, but it's now it's like, damn, like, no Debo? Like, yeah, especially if you get City. Like, like, to be like, to be quite honest with you, my one of my favorite scenes with uh, Tiny Lister Jr., any movie that he's been in is in The Dark Knight. Mm. The the boat scene. Okay. The Joker was given the citizens of the city and the prisoners a chance to blow one another up. Yeah. See which one is going to who detonate each other first. Yeah. That was probably one of my favorite scenes with him in it by far. Mm. You saw him get up, approach dude, and he's just like, give it to me. He's like, if you're not going to do it, I will. Mm. Takes the detonator and it throws it out of the window. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I needed to say. See, but you know, that, well, this one for me is just nostalgia, but the fifth element, watching him be the president, yeah. that shit as a little kid, like, he was the president. I'm like, bro, this man, it ain't even like, oh, a black man could be president. It wasn't that. It's that this character that I knew from Friday as the bully, mm-hmm. this man, be like, seeing that his range and acting like he did that. And Chris Tucker and him was, damn, so I wonder, shit, they was both in that movie. God damn it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that, that, I really, that really was, like, when I think of him, yes, I think of Debo, but immediately after, I think of him in that damn, like, burgundy and navy blue space president uh, outfit. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. Rest in peace for sure. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that, they just had him as an extra, well, not an extra, but they had him in a role as one of the prisoners um, from Arkham. In that orange? And, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He... And I, I won't forget about Zeus either, his wrestling days. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know about that. I learned about that after he passed. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Zeus. Mm-hmm. Damn it, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to look more into him because he's him and Natalie's passing really pissed me off because when it comes to black actors and actresses, there are some people who you just we know because of the movies we grew up watching and the, and the media we consume. Um, and I use the example of um, Black Lightning. Jefferson is a household name now with a lot of people, not to diminish his um, career, but like I remember him from Living Single. When I this, said, bro, when I seen that picture of him, mm-hmm. I said Scooter. That's all I said. <laughs> Chris <laughs> I fucking like, Williams. Scooter. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like it's a lot of people who don't make it in these films that like. Um, what am I trying to say? There are a lot of black actors and actresses who, who do put in work, but they're just known for the films that are targeted at us or films that we've created that they're in, that they haven't broken to this Hollywood machine where now they're a household name. And it's like, I think him and Natalie were one of the, like, I mean, no, oh, cause I feel like whatever I'm going to say is kind of shitting on their career and I'm not trying to do that. Uh, if that's what it sounds like, charge it to my head and not my heart, because I'm trying to say that there are some black actors who we just know by nature of being black and watching media that do not cross over in the sense that now I'm getting these Grammys and Academy Awards and whatever else, and I'm just a household name. And I think that 
there's a lot more out there that I'm, 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 everybody can't be a Chadwick Boseman, you know, so, yeah, I'll just leave it there, because I feel like I'm not, I'm not sounding how I'm trying to sound, so I'm going to leave it there. No, you're straight. I was, I was thinking of some other ones that's up there, man, like, uh, Keith David is another one mm. that I think about. Um, yeah. I, I know he's known, mm -hmm. but I don't know if he's crossed over. But then that would be foolish for me to say he was in the thing. Yeah. From the 80s. Yeah. But uh, everybody knew what the thing is. He was Goliath mm -hmm. in Gargoyles. So. Oh, yeah. God. Yes. Yeah, see? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, I don't know what to say. Is like, has he crossed over? Or is he just known to us? You know, black folks. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Mm. With the recognizable voice. Mm -hmm. I wonder. I wonder. But no, I uh, I just I just think I'm. Yeah. I try to appreciate these people more, which I mean I do anyways. I watch these movies. You know, I I, I tweet about them. I talk shit. We all know them. Have the wood, um, the best man, uh, the brothers, like all these old black films. Like we watch these. It's not nothing new, but it's just man, them dying has been like. Oh, it it was, it was of course unexpected to us. I'm sure their loved ones were like, "God damn, y'all think y'all hurting? We hurting?" But yeah, man, just think about what could have been. As I say, do the work now. If you got a book you want to write, you got a show you want to produce, you got a YouTube channel you want to start, do that shit now, y'all. Tomorrow ain't promised. Shit, at yeah. least get a couple YouTube clips up there. Hell, if anything happened, you've done that. So. Mm. But uh yeah, that's that. So let these folks know where they can find you online, support your projects, and follow you and all that good stuff. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I Sid Davis. Uh you can follow the podcast page on Twitter, which is social intro pod. Mm -hmm. I have a podcast, which is the social introvert podcast, drop every Wednesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. uh, on bynkradio.net yes, and I'm available where you can get your podcast got a, I got a few changes coming mm -hmm. uh, around the new year mm -hmm. uh, more so when episode 300 kicks in okay okay uh, some side projects like bringing the Sid Saturdays okay uh, the DJ playlist back okay um, video formats um, doing doing a little bit more, man, just to occupy my time some more. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. Well, cool, cool. Of course, all of Sid's information will be in the show notes, so uh, check those out, hit those links, give them a follow and a listen. And um, you can find me, Carefree Black Nerd, Carefree Blurred on Twitter, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. Uh, shit, if you need to email me, you got some suggestions, comments, concerns. When I say suggestions, I mean easy on the suggestions. I don't need y'all telling me what to do. But um, if you do want to um, throw your bid in the ring to be on an episode of CBN Movie Night, let me know that too. Um, yeah, so this has been this has been real, man. And uh, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and uh, you know, shit. Watch out for crackhead Santa and all that good shit. All right. <laughs>